0: This is Disney master artist Kevin John, and when I'm in my studio, I love listening to the Mickey Dudes podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. laugh floor, it's the Mickey Dudes podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wisowski. Hello, humans!
1: Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host today, Dave Koch, joined today by my awesome co-host, Pacinetti.
0: Let's remember, ladies and gentlemen, it really all started with the boot.
1: And due to some major technical difficulty, we are joined by just one of our amazing rotating Mickey Dude commentators. Out from the Houston area, we have Mr. Jeff Williams.
2: Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good.
0: How's it going, guys? Not bad. Oh, it's going wonderful, as always. <laughs> I hear a little sarcasm in that uh, little uh, wonderful of yours. Wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. I'm sarcastic? Never. No, not you, Patrick.
1: Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. We were supposed to have our newest Mickey dude, Joe Quatochi, over. And did I mess that up again?
0: Yes, because you still have no idea how to say his last name.
1: Quatochi, right? (laughs) (laughs) close enough Uh, I hate you I know you do and I just love to mess with you so I'll get it right one of these days probably not Mm. and to think I was always told through uh, all of my uh, foreign language teachers that I had a tongue for language not true I guess in this case
0: You, you have a tongue for something Dave but this is a family show so we'll just leave that at that
1: yes yes we will But I do have to work on that. That will be something that will uh, be a new New Year's resolution for me, because we're in February, so we still got some time. But, gentlemen, before we get into our topic, let us have a word from our sponsor.
0: Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico or the California grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's coffee and tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. I'm very excited
1: about our new partnership with Joffrey's as a sponsor. Before they were our official coffee, and now they are our sponsored coffee.
2: Yeah, I'm more. Ex- I'm more excited about who did that recording. He's dead sexy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know who that guy is, but you know, I like him. Um, <laughs> He's just yeah. dead
1: to me, but that's
0: wow. Really, that's where no. we're gonna go. Like no, three, no, like no. like seriously, three minutes into recording, and I'm already dead to you. That's messed up. Well, <laughs> I, after I,
1: that <laughs> Super Bowl performance. Hey, Yikes.
0: I don't I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, you know, I, I, I absolutely love that we have an official sponsorship now with Joffreys. We all know that, you know, it is the elixir of life for me and it runs through my veins. So, you know, to finally get them as from our official coffee to our official coffee and our official sponsor, that's pretty awesome in my book. Excellent. Oh yeah.
1: And to get us started, I'm gonna throw out a slap shot. <laughs> <laughs> patrick oh boy pat i heard that whole disney confessions story from last week and i was flabbergasted at the stuff that you haven't done and by the way good thing i was not on that episode because just for the record everything you guys haven't done been there done that so my Whoop, question whoop-de-doo. my question to you in the slap shot is of extinct attractions in disney world Ones that no longer exist. Are there any that you actually have experienced?
0: As a matter of fact, Dave, yes, there is. Mr. I think I'm so cool and smart with this slap shot. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I have been on it, was on it as a kid, and I can remember it like it was yesterday.
1: (laughs) I was on it last month too in Disneyland
0: Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh, 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 here we go I'm so cool my name's Dave I go to Disney World I go to Disneyland I'm awesome shut up
1: uh. the, little did I ever think that when I would be in my 30s back when I was in back when I was a nasty little teenager that that would be the sound so awesome that I would be cool for going to Disney I would have thought I would be lame by then but...
0: Well, Dave, believe me, you're lame for a lot of other reasons. It's not because of the Disney stuff.
1: (laughs) Touché, my friend, touché. And that brings us into... Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. No, my my apologies. I was going to just bust them off on you a little bit more, but let's start the show and just really get to the topic today.
1: Yes, yes, let's do that. I thank you for taking over my job. So tonight, (laughs) based on extinct attractions and my little slap shot (laughs) that I threw over to Mr. Pat... We have decided to talk about extinct attractions in Walt Disney World that either A, we never got to experience but wish we could, or ones that we really miss and wish that we can just experience one more time. Be it Horizons or Maelstrom or If You Got Wings, anything is game I am a little disappointed that we're not going to have Joe on to talk about this because he was very passionate about this topic. But we will try to do him justice. And Jeff is going to talk for him on his favorite memories. But before that, let's start with Mr. Patrick.
0: Oh, boy. Here we go.
1: What is whatever it is?
0: Whatever it is, I haven't done it. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) Well. I haven't started going to Disney until six years ago. So there was a lot of stuff that people talk about fondly and nostalgic that I never experienced as a child. There was just no money to go and disney was always kind of put up on that pedestal when i was younger being told you know when you when you get older go to school study hard get a good education and you'll be able to go to disney world whenever you want and i kind of just took <laughs> that and ran with that cuz it was always it was always trump to me as uh, the most uh, the highest thing you could aspire to when it came to uh, dreaming about a vacation so i guess that's maybe one of the reasons why i love it so much to this day now that i've been able to achieve it and keep going back for that reason. So, Our I missed economy, a lot thank of stuff. You. <laughs> yeah. I missed a lot of stuff. So, I kind of wish that I could ride some of these things that I hear all about. So, Pat, what do you think is one one is one that you wish that you could have been on?
0: Well, first off, when you brought up Maelstrom before, I actually rode that too. I'm just saying. Um, but <laughs> So I got I got to get in as many as I can of like to to prove that I actually did some things. Um, now, when I was there as a kid, I think I went uh, it had to be first time I ever went. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say about 87, 88, somewhere in that time frame. Um, so I I remember riding Mr. Toad's Wild Ride as clear as day. For whatever reason, my family loved it. My mother and father thought it was the most hysterical thing ever. So I really enjoyed that ride. But the one that I regret not riding or never being able to ride was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It was there. I saw it. I saw the lagoon. I saw the submarines. And I could still see it. I thought it was the coolest looking thing. But I have no idea why, for whatever reason, my parents didn't want to do it or anything like that. But to get into one of the subs and to see, you know, the auto audio animatronic mermaids or the giant squids or the lost city of Atlantis, that's really like a big, big regret that I never had the chance to ride that one.
1: Jeff, you're our Disney historian. The uh, Finding Nemo Marines, was it the same experience when it was under the sea for Disney World? Was it the same as Disneyland or were they different when it was themed to that movie?
2: Uh, it was it was the same. Okay. They they both did uh, the same exact type of ride. <clears throat> you know, they ran out of space in Magic Kingdom, as you know, and um, had it left. It was void for so many years and just sitting there as an empty lot. Literally, uh, they they rumors after rumors came through. And of course, you know, the uh, the new Fantasyland uh, areas is, is right on top of it. That right, was going to be my question.
1: What, what's there now? So that's why they... Oh, oh, Mine
0: Train. Mine Train. Yeah, exactly where Mine Train is right now.
1: Yeah. Okay, so what's with the water from... So like the water at Little Mermaid being part of the water from there or something like that, they were saying?
2: Yeah, I haven't heard that one. Oh, well, yeah, when they when they opened
0: the Little Mermaid, they took, you know, they took some water from, you know, the, the 12 million gallon tank that they had there and they <laughs> okay. took some water and they added it into where the Little Mermaid is, because that whole area right there, yeah. that's pretty much where it was. So
1: they pretty actually massive. saved water from the attraction. <laughs> I, you know,
0: I, the funny thing is, I, I you know, when I first originally heard that story, I had to go look it up and that's what they say. So where that water came from, or somebody took a bottle of it, I, I have no idea. <laughs>
1: Somewhere there is a on Disney property. There's a warehouse with just like the most obscure things. Yeah. That just
0: yeah. Wait. Or, or some guy just goes, "Oh, here's an old looking bottle. Hey, guess what I have?" He went in the back and filled it up, filled it up with like Aquafina or something. It said, "It said, oh, this is water from Twenty Thousand Leagues. Let's pour it in to make it look good."
2: Look, and then I poured some water from Walt's head to uh, dump some of that out, too.
0: Exactly. That's funny.
1: I could see myself doing that, actually, and just being deadpan doing it. And I yep. have a lot of people going, too. I guess that makes me a bad person.
0: Yeah, but we, <laughs> s- we still love you. Don't worry about it.
1: I'm glad. You know, my, my life is complete then. If
0: I'm- Oh, sweet
1: if i'm measuring up in pat's eyes i know i'm doing i'm doing good in life
0: (laughs) oh boy i gotta get my i gotta get my boots on it's getting thick in here
1: (laughs) (laughs) get the shovel there you go all right what about you jeff is there anything that you never had the chance to experience
2: well i'm gonna go straight to what i have experienced um and uh, it's a simulator called Body Wars. I don't know if you guys had a chance oh, to the Body Wars. Oh, I
0: remember Body Wars. That oh, was yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm better.
2: So Body, yeah, Body Wars was in the Wonders of Life Pavilion, which kind of sets fallow in Epcot, uh, in, in, unless they need kind of you know convention space or special uh, things like flower and garden. But uh, it was essentially a photocopy of Star Tours um, they had a kind of an inner space, the movie kind of feel to it because, uh, you get shrunk down and you're supposed to be learning about the internal workings of uh, the human body. And yeah, there was, there was actually a pretty cool, um, storyline behind it. In fact, it had, um, you know, Elizabeth Shue and Tim Matheson were, uh, actors, uh, in it. And, um, but, It it used some technology that's pretty interesting. I wish they hadn't gotten rid of that ride because they totally could have updated it. I mean, heck, they've updated Star Tours and they use the exact same apparatus and technology for the new um, Iron Man ride uh, attraction over in um, Hong Kong. So I don't know. It's just it's it's one of those um, attractions that can just be easily updated. They could like done 3D, whatever they needed to do. But incidentally, it, and this kind of goes hand in hand with my, maybe why they got rid of it, um, it seemed to get a lot of people sick. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it is a motion simulator, but maybe it's because you, you feel like you're, you, you know, people that are uh, heightened sense of blood, that, that kind of stuff. Who knows? But uh, one really crazy fact that I thought was bizarre was uh of all people, Leonard Nimoy was the director of the little movie they, they did, which is just a bizarre one of those weird facts. Um, But anyway, it's all disassembled. In fact, the queue just recently got disassembled um, last year. So it's totally, totally gone, but not forgotten.
0: I remember I, I need to I, I really I need to interrupt for one second. I have a really weird fact, too. Did anybody else have a crush on Elizabeth Shue? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay, just just making sure. That was my factoid. Sorry, Dave.
2: (laughs) Heck yeah. And also, I had a crush on Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) His his
0: ears are awesome.
1: Yeah. (sighs) There are so many comments that I have running around in my head, and none of them I can make because this is a family show. So I'm just going to go back to Uh uh, young me in the third grade. And being home sick for a month, hospitalized, and when I got home, my parents had the Disney channel for me as a a surprise, and uh, I pretty much uh, spent the entire month of May on the couch watching watching the Disney channel recovering. I had the measles, uh, even though I was vaccinated, but that's another story. And long story short, all I remember was they would have these uh, big um, infomercials between shows, and it would be Dateline, Disney World, Interventions. And it would be all different uh, attractions around Epcot, just trying to get, get people to come to Epcot. And I remember just salivating watching the whole uh, Body Wars uh, promos because I always wanted to do it. One of my favorite toys was the pumping heart model where you where you ended up uh, putting it together, and then you uh, kind of brought it to school for show and tell, and everybody thought it was the coolest thing that you had a, a heart <laughs> pumping around. It was just basic. It was just basically fish tank tubing, but it was just. I-, I was just completely awestruck by anything having to do with anatomy and physiology, and I really wanted to take take that trip over there just to try it. And when I did go for my first trip in uh, 2010, I was very disappointed to hear that Body Boys was closed at that point. I also understand that the making of me made for some very uh, awkward moments for some uptight parents. (laughs) Yeah, Questions came out that uh, probably weren't the best answered on vacations, (laughs) but I definitely would have loved to have gone with that one. Now, for me, the one that I really wish I would have experienced is the original um, journey into imagination, or whatever was it called, Journey into Imagination. What was Figment's originally ride called?
0: Jeff, help me out here. Dave, yeah, I was gonna say Dave. This is yours. You should have done your research. Come on now.
1: <laughs> There's a reason why I couldn't do my research today, my friend. You know
0: this. Oh yeah, you good point. You're right. Yes,
1: I we the Mickey dudes have been having major, major technical difficulties all week the show that we were editing pretty much uh went down and kind of just uh went kaput in the middle of my machine and i lost half of the data so we have to re- re-film what not re-film re uh re-record one of our shows so i have been just knee-deep in frustration at this point so i apologize but i did not actually do my research for that one but
2: jeffrey i know you <laughs> no know. you nailed it you know that it. it was it
1: was journey into imagination okay so on top of that he likes to bust my chops but in
2: this case <laughs> i definitely no, i, I love, love you dave I, <laughs> I do i love you too patrick Sometimes. i'm like you dave i mean did, this is one of those things that uh you hear about over and over how the original was so amazing you should have seen the original one I, I've I'm I'm like you. I've only been going for about ten years. Well, now fifteen years. But uh, yeah, that'd been cool to check it out. You see,
0: when I I, I I saw the original one and I don't remember it, so I don't think it was that great. <laughs> All
1: right,
2: bad example.
0: When
1: I went when I went to uh, D- Disney World for the first time, I had no idea who Figment was. I didn't know anything about any of the attractions. I just was there on uh, extra magic hours and journey into imagination when figment was open. So I just basically went in the first, I was with fam. I was with family most of the time, but that, that time in Epcot, I was, was the first time in Epcot and I wanted to go to Epcot solo and just kind of just wander around and just see it. And they had young children. So they were gone for, they were gone for the day. And it was one of these nights where the parks would stay open later than they do now. Epcot was open to something like one o'clock in the morning and I just wandered over there. There was no line and the childlikeness, the playfulness of Figment, it just, um, it reminded me of somebody that I, that I grew up with. It also reminded me in some way, the uh, inquisitiveness of it reminded me of my niece and I had just got my puppy at that point, And he was driving me crazy, and I felt like I had a perpetual two-year-old constantly around, and I just saw him, and I, w- I saw Figment, and I thought, you know, if my dog was a Disney character, it would be Figment, and all these things. I just fell in love with Figment on that first ride, and he's became my, I guess, spirit animal in that way. So I would have loved to have seen the original one. Everybody talks about how much they hate the new one. The new one for that reason was special to me. It was my first ride in Epcot. I happened to be passing by. And then I next one was Captain EO. And I heard about that growing up all the time. And my, my first question was, all right, well, what was so good about that? I was more annoyed that I wasted my time watching that long Kodak commercial that they had at the beginning of it.
0: <laughs> See, I think, I think when Captain EO at least came out, you know, and I do remember that one as a kid and it, it the it was it was one Michael Jackson was completely still taking over the world at that time and two um, you know the actual technology that was used for that was pretty high-tech cutting edge and all that kind of stuff seeing it later on in life you know I, I saw it again when they re-released it a couple years ago and I'm like uh this is awful and it was a waste of time. But, you know, back in 88, 89, it was it was pretty stinking cool.
1: Let's hope Mike
2: Raman's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a lot of hate mail making fun of that Kodak commercial. I'm just telling you.
1: You see, the thing is, with that Kodak commercial, I don't think I would have minded it as much if it was Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Growing up, I loved Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I would have loved to have had a chance to experience that one, too. So I guess I'm pulling a chuck and cheating here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh man, listen! I loved I loved the 3D movie. I loved the the series. So I, you know, you're talking, you're preaching the choir here. It wasn't it wasn't uh, very popular with a lot of people, apparently.
1: Really? All I know is there yeah. was a huge snake that was involved, and that was from reading uh, Wrigley Pearson's Kingdom Keepers, because it was a major overtaker. Yeah, or something like yeah. that. And um, if you, ha- pe- ladies was, and gentlemen, yeah. if you haven't had a chance, read the ki- Kingdom Keepers. Good Disney story. There's my little plug. At that point, it'd be cool if we could ever get Ridley on the show. That would be awesome. On that new one should so be. So really, if I you're, li-
0: if you're listening, it. you know, feel yes. free, come on the show.
2: Yeah, I met him. He signed all my books. New ones should he'll come out. He'll be at D23. every every time. Right. They should be coming out in April, right? Yeah. that Def- he, he'll be. At, he's at every D23 Expo. He'll he'll be there if you want to get books signed. That
1: is definitely something I'm going to have to do. So have there been any other extractions, gentlemen, that you have experienced that are no longer there or wish that you uh, could have experienced?
0: Well, I know for me, I would have loved to have been able to do the Skyway. Um, I think the Skyway over from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland and vice versa. I just think it would have been awesome to be that high in the air and to be able to overlook everything. I think you probably would have got a really good you know, viewpoint of, like, backstage areas or things that you probably aren't supposed to see. And I think just being the Disney geeks that we are now, I think I would have appreciated a ride like that a lot more than I did if I if I rode it when
2: I was a kid. You know, it's funny because... Did I tell you my story about... Go no, ahead. Go ahead,
1: buddy.
2: Well, I was going to say, did I tell you my story about that? So our very first trip uh was in 2000 but i was looking at old older uh, disney world touring books and uh i was so pumped at getting on the skyway and I, we spent an hour walking around looking for where the skyway is and then just come to find out it, they'd already disabled it it's just, <laughs> it was gone so what a waste
1: <laughs> at least you didn't find the cast of power washing rocks
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh boy <laughs>
0: No, but hey, if you go into the restrooms of Tomorrowland, that's where the base of it was. So you so know, you actually, at least you, get, you can you can get it. You actually get to see huh? backstage. Well, but here, I, that's my guess because if you're that high up, okay, okay, and you're going from one, you know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta be able to see a good distance in 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 any direction. I'm assuming that you'd be able to see something. It's funny.
2: I mean, that's what the. That's what the Brady Bunch did when they were trying to figure out, you know, where everybody was. That's the first place they went. Good call. Very good call on that.
1: Now, speaking of backstage,
2: do any of you, when you ride test track and
1: you go and you're riding outside, do any of you try to crane your neck to like see things uh, backstage at Epcot that most guests <laughs> really don't? like? <laughs> Characters yeah. in various states of undress and stuff like that. Because I always do that every time I ride that ride.
0: Yeah. I, I've, I've never even thought to do it.
1: <laughs> this is my uh this is my outside the box thinking mind uh, work, uh, working overtime because i never get to enjoy t- test track for what it is because i'm always trying to just see what i could see backstage even though i ran past that pavilion backstage hundreds of times at various run disney events it's really nothing quite to see over there i just kind of always uh feel like i'm gonna get that thing that one of the guests is really not supposed to see, it, and I get to see it at that moment, and it never comes true. I guess they, I guess they've already thought about that. That's probably one of those uh, no shenanigans zones, yeah, stuff like that. Anything else?
2: Well, you, you know, you as, as well as I keep hearing about horizons. I'm sure that's low hanging fruit. Um, you can watch it on YouTube, but everybody that's used to go to the original when Epcot first opened go on and on about Horizons. I mean, you've heard—I don't know—you've listened to uh, Len Testa. He said if he wins the lottery, he's going to throw you know hundreds of millions of dollars at Disney's way just so they will recreate Horizons for him. <laughs> so I mean, it goes—it's pretty deep in people's uh, psyche.
1: Yes. And my friend Michelle actually is a huge Horizons geek. She uh, Disney bounds on her trips over to Epcot wearing a dress that uh, is Horizons inspired. She uh, runs a um, website called uh, Looking Back at Tomorrow that uh, highlights vintage Epcot. I would love to one day get her on this show to talk about Horizons because that would be a very interesting conversation.
2: Well, I know there's remnants still lingering, like the the you know when you're exiting Space Mountain, uh, the robot butler is is uh, straight out of Horizons. Um, there's some other stuff, but uh, yeah, it'd have been cool to check out uh, other than just some kind of lame VHS tape footage from YouTube.
1: <laughs> now, what about if you had wings? I have know nothing about that attraction except that they tried to uh sell vacations and they had travel agents outside of it which never really made any sense to me same thing like i can't understand why they have why they try to sell you a car when you come out of test track it just if you're on vacation the last thing you're thinking of at that moment is buying a vacation i wonder how much they actually (laughs) how many sales they actually hello dbc
2: (laughs) DVC kiosks everywhere. Dude, you know
1: what? I stand corrected. Okay. I'm I'm a moron. You guys are right. I'm wrong. <laughs> totally makes sense.
0: Oh wait. We have that recorded, right? <laughs> yes. That last thing. can we have that? I'd like that as a soundbite. Put on loop, please. Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh wait, I have stuff I have stuff that I could tweet out of of interesting conversations that we had, my friend.
0: Uh um I, I, I re- retract my last statement. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> it's all about leverage at the Mickey Dude Studios. <laughs> and I would have loved to experience the original Alien Encounter. That one
0: that scared the bejeebers out of me as a, I, I, I hated that one I did not like it at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did. I got to experience that. It was. I mean, it was pretty intense. I we I had to we had to do the the child swap thing at that time. But uh, I could I just could not believe something like that was plopped right in the middle of Magic Kingdom. I just it was just so. I mean, I loved it, but it was just kind of like, wow, I can't believe they, they did this.
0: Yeah, I think I think the problem I had with it is it's the same idea with what's going on with Stitch and all that, like the harness itself. Like to be just harnessed in, you know, the alien was a little bit, I think, you know, obviously it was meant to be scary, but I agree with you, Jeff. That whole thing, when I walked out of there, I was like, is this Disney? I'm like, what is going on? This <laughs> is just wrong in every way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's totally an Eisner trying to keep up with the Joneses, Universal down the street.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, you know what I, know what I noticed, I've done a lot of things that aren't there anymore. See, if we had this show last week, I'd be golden.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> let
1: let it be known that Pacinetti lives in the past.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
1: Now, what about Snow White's Scary Adventure? You guys miss it?
2: Well, all right. so, you know, it's still at Disneyland, so I guess I can't say I miss it, but it's another interesting story. We were just by happenstance, we were actually on vacation for this last day, so we went up there with... This was when I'm like early on in the whole Disney community thing, and I actually recognized, you know, about a dozen people there, but I was just foolish and didn't go up and say hi, but Um, everybody was there. All the bloggers were there and we were all kind of doing our last rides. It was, it was an interesting, uh, interesting, interesting experience.
1: Listeners. If you see Jeff in the parks, go up and say hi.
2: Yeah. I might say hi back.
0: And if you see Dave in the parks, give him a hug. Okay.
1: I like, I like hugs. I like warm hugs. That'll work. My name is Dave. I have just met you, and I love you.
0: <laughs> as, as, as all the little kids go running. <laughs> and
1: before we uh, nice. give uh, we give uh, the spotlight to Mr. Kutochi. we're going to uh, basically just uh, thank my buddy Nick Groom, who runs the uh, Diz Central Facebook group, who gave me I- the idea for this show today. He was running a the same type of uh, regular poll about which one would you rather experience, Horizons, or I forgot which other one it was, but kind of gave me this idea for the new for the uh, extinct attractions topic. So have to give a shout out to him. Now, Jeff, can you please tell us about Joe's fond memory?
2: <laughs> well, uh, Joe was adamant that we mentioned Superstar Television. Uh, it was one of those original um, attractions at uh, MGM Studios. Um I honestly knew very little about it, but in essence, uh, you could record, um, yourself in a scene set to like, like your general hospital Gilligan's Island cheers. Um, you could kind of like insert yourself and then feel like you're on the, on the show itself. But it, it's interesting that Joe, uh, I'm sure he did this as a kid. Uh, it's it like, uh, just like, um, um, just like, uh, Pat was saying, you know, it's interesting how you get attracted to as a kid to different things and that's what you get attached to. And, uh, but long story short, you know, I'm sure that now if we like, did something like this, it'd probably seem fairly lame. But as a kid, you just, are just jazzed that you're in the, the show. Um, but anyway, that, that's the interesting thing. You know, I don't know how successful it would be these days. <laughs> Joe, I love you. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was funny. Joe's like, "Oh, this sh- great show." We're all like, "Oh, uh, yeah." Yeah, interesting. <laughs>
2: that
0: was, uh, yeah, don't know what you're talking about, but that's
2: great. <laughs> it looks like there was an "I Love Lucy" scene too, where you you can uh, recreate the the speeding conveyor with the chocolates going by. That's pretty sleek.
1: Oh,
0: that that would
1: don't be you awesome. Eat all the yeah. chocolates, and how much? It's, di- it's Disney, know. so how much <laughs> did they charge you for those chocolates? <laughs>
2: Right, yeah. nice. That's kind. Of, that's kind of what I do when I go through the Ghirardelli. I just keep going back and forth in that line to get that. Chocolate. I,
1: I did that at California Adventure this time. I just kept on going in, got my chocolate sweat, and then I would go around <laughs> to the bakery and I would get my piece of bread each time. <laughs> yeah, I miss. I missed the uh, the Mission Tortilla Factory. You know, you would just go over there. You know, you bring a little Tabasco sauce. You just you kind of just. <laughs> Exactly, nice. you know, you you hit something like award Wieners, you mix something up, and you got just you got yourself a new, new little creation. And bada walking bada around bada California, adventure from one end to the other, you burn off all the calories that it's going to take to eat what you're about to uh, partake in. <laughs> well, gentlemen, this was a most enjoyable conversation. Before we conclude for the day, though, we have a little bit of news that came out in the Disneyverse that uh, I thought maybe we should uh, give a little. Uh, discussion about
0: Bob Iger um, with the quarter one earnings in the stockholder reports that he was giving um, came out with the news from that. That's where they got all the, all the good juicy stuff about what's coming and what's coming in May, to be exact.
1: And Jeffrey, what is coming in May?
2: Uh, to be more exact, May 27th, uh, Pandora World of Avatar is opening officially. So, you know, as you guys know, I'm a huge Animal Kingdom fan, so I'm super pumped about this opening. You can say what you want about Avatar, but it's it's heck. It's a new land that Disney's opening with two attractions, and you know, food and merchandise, yada yada yada. It's going to be phenomenal, but uh, it's so cool that that they're that he just went ahead and finally announced it. It's been rumored for about a month, um, but you know, it's just so funny how. When, when these CEOs get with uh, these investor relations, they just kind of go, oh yeah, you know, May 27th, that's when it's opening, so come on down, you know. He just kind of blabbed it out, like, you know, no big deal. Uh, so it, it's interesting. I did look up this just a while ago. Um, that day, incidentally, has an 8 o'clock uh, extra magic hour morning, so I, I don't know how that's going to go down. I, I picture... Me standing there with all the bloggers because, incidentally, I am gonna be there. <laughs> um I have a trip booked for that week, so it's pretty. I'm, we're pretty stoked. But I do too. Um, but I, I got well, a I've bad feeling. Well, you're gonna be with yeah. me, right? <laughs> so it, it, I just got this bad feeling. We're all gonna be lined up, queued up there from eight to nine until they actually open it. But um, who knows? Who knows how it'll go down?
1: I'm excited also for the fact that. Uh, I think that with people going in and out of Avatar Land, Tiffins is finally going to get the glory it deserves and people are actually going to notice it as a restaurant. Now it's nice because you can actually get in and people people are not really crowding it, so it's just it's a very intimate setting in that way. So, in some ways it's Animal Kingdom and one of Disney's best kept secrets. So, in in certain ways that's good, but the other way, I enjoy the food. If they're not getting the business, they're not going to stay open. So I kind of hope that yeah. as much as I do enjoy the fact that there's barely anybody in it at the moment when and when I do have my meals because I like to just walk around and look at the artwork. It's kind of uh, awkward if there's people at the table and you're standing at their table looking at the artwork over it. Kind of just a little bit yeah. creepy. So
2: – but. Well, you know, that that's a good point, and they're really trying to make it a night nighttime uh, um, park. Um, Mr. Iger did blab a little bit about saying, you know, oh, it's always been kind of a half day park. It kind of irked me a little, <laughs> it's but uh, that's because it's anyway, it's true. <laughs>
1: it's a half day oh, park, and no the studios no. is a full day park. Get it. Get yeah. it right. It's yeah. you and you and exactly. Doug. I don't understand it. Shout out to Doug from WDW Main Street was wrong. Uh-oh.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna. You're right. Tiffins is gonna be packed. I mean, everything's gonna be packed. It's just gonna be back to to uh, bringing all the crowd in. I'm gonna hate Animal Kingdom now, and I'm gonna head over to Hollywood Studios from now on.
0: Excellent. Only if you have a park <laughs> no, hopper though. I. I, I Oh, oh yeah, I had to go there too. You know, I, I honestly, truly, I I can't wait. And I wasn't the biggest fan in the world of Avatar, but I'm so confident that you know what they're doing in the pictures that I've seen. And if you follow me on Facebook, like I read, um, I reposted something of an aerial view um, that people that uh, some news news station down in Florida took, and the land looks ridiculous. It, it's so well themed, you can tell. Anything Joe Rody gets his hands on is gonna be phenomenal. And I don't I, I personally believe I don't I don't care if you didn't like the movie or not. There's plenty of things in in the Magic Kingdom where people may not like a movie or whatever, but you still go on the ride or you like this or you like that. You don't need to know anything about Pandora. I think it's just gonna blow people away, the things that they're gonna have. So when I head down there in August. I, you know, I cannot wait to see what they have what they have done with everything. Okay,
1: so with that, yeah. I have to ask Slapshot Pat. Go. You're actually going to be going to a park? Hey. You're not going to be spending the entire day at the pool?
0: All right. So, one, I hate you. Um, <laughs> I retract my statement from telling you I loved you before. Now it's back to hate. It's a love-hate <laughs> thing. It's crazy. But... What I will say is, yeah, so we have an eight day trip coming up in August and we will have park hoppers and we will be going to a park probably every day. Wow.
2: Nice. But
0: not, not all day. It's just like in the morning. Go back, relax at the pool, maybe go back at night. But I will be at a park every day. I am shocked.
2: I sense lots of chafing in your future.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me, me too but I, I, will, I will persevere through that and I will get some of the stuff that was on my list of things that I have not done. I will get some of it done in August, so guaranteed. Maybe we
1: should start a uh, poll on Twitter asking how long it will take for uh, Pat to actually get over to the new Avatar Land.
0: Oh, it's a, <laughs> it's it's a done it's a done deal. You want to know why? Because my wife wants to see it more than anything. Oh,
2: yeah, it's over. It's yeah, yeah. you're doing it.
0: So I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind we're going to see it. She's like, I can't wait for this to see. I. She's all excited. Then
2: it so, is definitely
1: cool. going to happen. Tell her I said hi.
0: Yeah, she actually, she actually, I, I will do so. She actually really liked the movie, so she. I stiked. enjoyed it too, actually. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I I had nothing against the movie, and obviously it's the highest grossing movie of all time, so somebody had to go see it. But um, you know, I I wasn't blown away by it, but you know, it was enjoyable.
2: Agreed. Two things go about ahead. the well, two real quick. Two things about the area that that I'm really interested in seeing uh, play out. One of them is the dark ride, which is a boat ride. I I've got a lot of insider talk that there's some creepiness factor to it. I, I just, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to wow us. You know, they're not going to do some you know um, jovial approach to a, a dark ride, which most of their dark rides are. And I think this is going to be a little bit of an edge to it. I want to see how that plays out. And then the other thing is, you know how. Uh, Disney and Universal all come out with some kind of amazing snack that everybody can't, you know, they got to they jump out through themselves mm-hmm. to try to get. I just got this feeling mm-hmm. that there's going to be some crazy snack like they roll out. The I don't know what it's going like to be. That. Yeah, oh, you know,
1: why not? They were know. selling animal poop.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Exactly. Uh, good so, point. Yeah, Th- those are the two things, the X Factor that I'm I think is going to going to be interesting.
1: And moving from Avatar to another more famous and loved and enjoyed franchise, we got some more news.
2: Jeff, this is where you jump in. <laughs> 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 so, wait, is this where I talk about uh, the Star Wars stuff? Um, he, yeah, just casually, Bob Iger is just like, yeah, and by the way, guys, you know, night, uh, 2019, we're going to come out with some Star Wars lands. Um, he just says like the opening is going to be 2019. He just throws it out there and you know drops the mic and and walks off. Um, so he, it's really hard for me to get my arms around this one because he says Star Wars lands are opening in 2019, and I thought the the general idea was Disneyland is way ahead of the game on completion of Star Wars land. So I can totally see a 2019 Disneyland. But I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of people, you know, doing stuff in their pants right now uh, that work at Disney going, why did he say 2019? So I just I always had the impression that Toy Story Land was coming first at Hollywood Studios. And then once they get the kid rides, the flat rides out of the way, just more crowd soaker, then they kind of change their gears and, and finish Star Wars there. And, and also give Disneyland some exclusivity, um, you know. They, they wanted to kind of give Disneyland like a prop, uh, you know, to at least get – just like they did with Cars Land. They, they want Disneyland to have something that Disney World doesn't have. And, and I just got a feeling it's going to be at least a year uh, delay before Disney World gets theirs. But that's just me talking. You you know what drives
0: me absolutely bananas all right, is that you're absolutely right. Somebody over in Disney is probably pooping their pants. Why do you say 2019? If you take the time that it took to actually build all of Disneyland – or if you take the time that it took to build the original portion of the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World, okay, yeah, all of that was built in less time than it will take to build one land. You are <laughs> correct. Yes. Okay, I, I, it, it boggles it boggles my mind that in today's world with today's technology, and I get they're putting in. All this new stuff, and it's awesome. But you're telling me you can't build something a little bit faster when you can build an entire theme park faster <laughs> than a land? I, I just... It, it drives me nuts.
2: I totally hear you on this, bro. Well, they had generals. They, they, they had general a general and a, an admiral in charge of uh, the Disneyland building. That's what they need is some military people. That is true. No, yeah, I'm with you, man. And so... There, there is a little, uh, you know, shuffling that's going to have to occur. Uh, one of them is probably every crane that they, in the Orlando area, is uh, working on, um, you know, finishing up Avatar in a, in an expedited manner right now. So when that's all done, obviously they'll roll all those construction crews straight over there, and then I'm sure everything will accelerate. But right now it's just rubble and dirt. I mean, there's, just, there's still, like, no signs of anything happening in disneyland now you
1: ride splash mountain as you as you're walking towards critter country you can see a little bit over the fence so as i'm walking i'm trying to hold my camera phone high above my head and i'm just pushing the shutter trying to take as many (laughs) pictures as i can i'll try to tweet something out tomorrow what i was able to actually (laughs) see it's still it's still a lot of um scaffolding and uh they (laughs) haven't put their they haven't put the uh, paper mache on the chicken wire as as they say in that way but
2: okay you know I went to Disneyland uh, I guess in November uh, for the one of the run Disney events and uh, I kind of took a, a different approach to it uh, where it dead ends um, somewhere from fantasyland you know I used to be able to walk around at Disneyland and and uh, there's a loop there or where, where it dead ends you know it's there's a basically a wall (laughs) with a with a gate and i was hanging my phone over the edge of that trying to get a a shot of that and the the cast member on the side started like what are you doing quit that you know (laughs) challenging me i'm like oh my gosh so i got a picture of him frowning at me (laughs) they came up to me and they said okay (laughs)
1: you gotta delete that i would be oh sure hold on let me just tweet this
2: <laughs> yeah
1: exactly
2: <laughs> anyway. that would be apps yeah I mean that's uh, I'm pretty pumped about that but um once again it it seems like it Two years to me was that uh, maybe that'll just fly by, but I bet it'll take forever.
0: Well, really, really, if you think about it, if 2019, you have almost all of 2017, almost all of 2000, oh, well, you have all of 2018, and you could use almost all of 2019. Oh, you yeah. almost have three full years to get this done. True. If yeah. they ca- if they can't do that, shame on them. Right. Exactly.
1: But he has one more question, and this is definitely a slap shot. <laughs> To both of you. What are you more excited for, gentlemen? Avatar Land or Star Wars Land?
0: I I no doubt in my mind, it's just and it's simple only because I'm a I'm I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. Um it's gonna be Star Wars Land. I think what they what they're gonna be able to put in Avatar or Pandora, I think they're gonna be able to put whatever they want like that into Star Wars Land. But since they'll have two more years, they'll have better technology and they might be able to up their game even more for that. So I think once I see Pandora, I think my expectations for Star Wars land will go through the roof because I'll, I'll know what's actually going to be available and what they're going to be able to do. One question first. <laughs> and hey, yeah. Pat,
1: how long did it what? take you to finally go see The Force Awakens?
0: Uh. Force Awakens actually that wasn't too bad. That was only about a month or so after it came out, but I still haven't seen Rogue One, uh, so I get your you point. You are a
1: huge <laughs> Star Wars fan, but
0: <laughs> I hate you.
1: Ah. I'm sorry, I
0: couldn't resist. All right, I was I, I I was a huge Star Wars fan for the original three jerk. <laughs>
1: uh, so we're going back childhood. Well, so your body yeah. has grown, but your mind hasn't. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
2: Exactly. <laughs> uh, my My answer is going to be kind of a circumferential kind of answer, but uh, you know, my knee jerk reaction obviously would be Star Wars, but you know, I am actually more excited for Pandora mainly because it's kind of like that whole "bird in the hand is worth two in the bush" kind of thing. It's here. It's it's coming. It's got we got a finite date. Uh, so I'm more excited just because it's sooner. That's that's the only reason I'm more excited about. And what it.
1: was it? This was written. This was written on the Dead Sea Scrolls that they would come, eventually, or something like that. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: It should be a very interesting time for Disney, especially for the fact that this Memorial Day weekend, because that's going to be coupled with the uh, Universal opening Vol- Volcano Bay. So. I would yeah. love to be I would love to be uh, the uh, Orlando Tourism Board cuz they're going to get a nice boom in tourism but those two are going to be pulling out some major wars, trying to get people to come to their place. Be smart if they actually did in a perfect world team up because there's room for both of them. I love them both and I would be running uh, I would be running shuttles between both both properties back then try to capitalize on
0: it. No. No. <laughs> well, I have common sense, nope. but that's another
1: nope. story for another time. And nope.
2: I think it's called Uber. I okay, think it's called Uber. But I'm actually
1: i'm thinking i'm thinking more of like an executive here. I would just be kind of just trying to capitalize on that. <laughs> and with that, gentlemen, let's go around tell everybody where they can find us on the various interwebs. Jeffrey, where can they find you?
2: I'm at uh, braindud 92 on Twitter and just Brain on Instagram.
0: Excellent, Patrick. What about you? On Twitter, you can find me at I Hate Dave Koch. Okay. Uh, oh wait, no, you could actually find me at Daily Walt Disney. On Facebook, you can find me at Excellent. Pat Ginetti.
1: And I am currently starting a website called Patrin- Pat. There. Pat Gennetti, the Star Wars Superfan.com.
0: <laughs> Touche, you win. Nice. I, I, I I bow to your greatness. Never you forget it.
1: <laughs> and you can also find me uh. on Twitter at Figments Reality. You can find me also on Facebook under Dave Koch. On What's that one with the Polaroid one? Uh, Instagram. Yes, Instagram. Instagram. At Astor Ridge, A-S-T-O-R-R-I-D-G-E. And Patrick, where can they find the Mickey Dudes as a whole?
0: As a whole, you can find us at our website, themickeydudes.com to find all of our blogs that we have so greatly and written. A hey, gentlemen, write your blogs. And then on Twitter, you could find us all at the Mickey. And guess dudes. what?
1: I have a snow day tomorrow, so guess what? I won't be doing. No, nah, no, nah, I'm actually joking around. I actually plan to write my blog for the month tomorrow. So, also uh, take take a look at it. My blog for WDW Fan Zone comes out tomorrow because I had to get that out first. But I love you, Pat. Yeah. Uh. With that said, I would like to thank you for an awesome conversation. We thank you all for listening. Have a magical day.